and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by this week's amazing guest. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. I've learned through decades of being a business coach, mother, and entrepreneur how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women I've worked with have given me insights and wisdom to share with you. This podcast is about being honest, vulnerable, and real about what we have seen and experienced. We would love to have you join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Instead of my normal co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, I'm actually bringing on a guest. She is amazing yoga and mindfulness teacher. She's got an upcoming program, and she is also happens to be a client of mine. So I want to introduce you to Catherine. Catherine, will you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be on your podcast, Sonia. Um, so yeah, I'm Catherine. I live on the Central Coast and I am a trained kids yoga teacher and was teaching kids yoga for three years when I made a transition, a pivot to going from teaching children to moving to teaching early childhood educators and preschool centers about yoga and mindfulness. Yeah, which is so amazing. And and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I feel like, you know, Laura and I definitely talk a lot about, you know, mindfulness and, you know, the benefits of that and what that does. And I love that you're really putting that into such early childhood, you know, and I would love to just talk a little bit about, you know, what, is, what does it do for children to be able to start such, it's such an early age, really, you know, with mindfulness, with moving their body, with yoga. You know, what are some of the things you've seen? Oh my gosh, it's just so incredible. And you think, you know, three-year-olds, two-year-olds, even one-year-olds we've been um, working with, oh, you know, they're not going to sit, they're not going to listen, they're not going to understand. But the impact is absolutely amazing. And the kids just love it. And you have got their attention captured the whole session. Um, And the benefits are huge because they need to learn mindfulness, Um, and how to move their body and how to calm their mind and body from a young age. So therefore, it just becomes part of their life instead of, for us guys, we have to work on that mindset. We have to work at sometimes being mindful. But when you teach it from a young age, it's just part of their daily routine. And the benefits are just endless. You've got they're happy, they're calm, they play so much better together, um, and the parents say they sleep better, and the educators say, you know, the day goes so much better for them as well, which is so important. Um, and yeah, they just simply, they just simply love it. 
Yeah, which is so beautiful. And and how do you think we can translate some of that to our own lives? And I think there's a lot of us who are parents as well. And we're always trying to navigate, you know, how do we keep our kids more calm? How do we help themselves develop? How do we help them navigate the world that they're about to face? You know, what are some of the, the translations from what you've experienced with kids that you can also tell some of our listeners in terms of how we can take some of those principles and really apply? them yeah so I mean self-regulation is the biggest one Mm. so when they learn to self-regulate they understand their big emotions they understand how to work with them instead of fight against them Um, and then for us as parents we have tips and tools that we can use to help them and support them Um, we say karma even though that seems impossible at the time Um, but when we've got some strategies behind us it does totally help and when the kids um, can work with you with those strategies and then make sure they're like fun. So I use lots of props to help with self-regulation. So like something simple, like a glitter wand, you know, the ones that you get that um, are full of water and the glitter runs down. So something simple like that is an amazing tool, which I use with my four-year-old. So when I can see that she's about to have a tantrum or she's getting frustrated um, and she's getting stressed out and, you know, her shoulders are going up, her breathing's getting quicker, I get out my magic breathing wand, I call it, and I just get her to hold it, take a big breath in, turn it over, and she breathes out with the glitter. And you can just instantly see that calming effect because we know when we take a big breath in through our nose and out through our mouth, we relax our shoulders. That brings us instant calm. And it just works, obviously, for the children as well. And we can do it with them. You know, kids really understand when we get stressed out. So that's why we need to have all these tips up our hands, you know, so we can um, rely on them as well as uh, using them with the kids as well. Yeah, which is so amazing. And and I love that you use the word self-regulation because I think that that is such an important word. And I don't know that as adults and as business owners that we often stop and really look at, you know, are we self-regulating, right? Are we self-managing our energy, our stress, our emotions? And so can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, sort of what it means self-regulation to you and how you've used it and how you've, you know, um, helped others use it as well? Yeah. Oh, well, for me, it was the hardest thing because I am one of those people who get up in the morning, write my to-do list, as you know, (laughs) and from that point onwards, I just go, 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 go. And I don't stop. Um, I sit for hours or if I'm teaching, I teach one class after the other. That's what I was doing. And then the other, another. And then at the end of the day, we're exhausted and we don't have time for our children. We are, we are completely, well, I was completely exhausted. I was short tempered. Um, and you know, it's just so sad that I was teaching all this yoga and mindfulness and then not doing it myself. Um, so true for all of us, true for all of us. Oh dear. So, you know, I started realizing this and my husband's like, darling, you really need to do what you preach. So I think it's finding, um, and what I tell the educators is finding 15 minutes for themselves every single day. Um, and for me, I'm a morning person, so I like to do it in the morning. And that's 15 minutes of um, either meditation, either a bit of a, a yoga, moving meditation, sitting and having a mindful breakfast, just having that 15 minutes to yourself where you can self-regulate, 
where you can take some calming breaths, where you can plan and see the day ahead in a calm way instead of thinking of everything in your head you breathe it out um, and then if you can start the day like that I just find for myself the day runs so much better and I can come back to that moment of calm that I set for myself in the morning throughout the day so it's just a really simple technique and one I've been telling um, early educators to do early childhood educators to do because they don't stop all day and they're with kids all day long. You know, they're screaming, they're running around and you can see, you know, these educators are so exhausted by the end of the day. So it's, it's so important you take that 15 minutes for yourself and for business owners because if you don't, you know, you're just not going to be the best version of yourself. That's what I, what, what I put it down to. Yeah. Look, I think that's really awesome. Okay. So I want to pivot the conversation a little bit and, you know, obviously, you know, it's so beautiful to be talking about how we can bring more mindfulness and, you know, yoga and self-regulation to our children, to the educators who are supporting, loving on our children and to ourselves as business owners. I also want to look at like, you know, what has your experience been so far in terms of transitioning your business? Because one of the cool things we did with Catherine is when she came in, like so many service providers, she was just working her tail off. She was, you know, she had all these classes. She was working with so many different kids. And what we needed to look at was how to transition her business into something that allowed her more space and time, more freedom, could leverage her time in a better way. So, you know, Catherine, what what have you felt or what has your experience been in the transition that we've done with your business? Yeah, it's been a really big transition. So like you said, Sonia, I was teaching, um, I think it was one stage, 27 classes a week over four days um, because Fridays would be my computer day where I'd catch up on my admin. And I was traveling, you know, an hour to some of the classes as well. And um, it wasn't just physical. So I was teaching and physically teaching the yoga. And then it was like lugging all these millions of yoga mats to and from the car um, and yeah, I just reached the point where I would come home. I could barely move my body. And my husband's like, darling, you can't, you can't keep doing this. And I was like, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. This is what I've always dreamed of. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? And I was just like, it's got to work. And then I, you know, kind of realized it wasn't sustainable. Um, and I'd reached capacity and I still felt that I wasn't making a big enough impact that something was missing you know, it shouldn't be this hard to be doing your life purpose, as I feel um, getting yoga mindfulness out there is my life purpose. Um, so, yeah, I just knew something had to change, but I wasn't too sure what. Um, and that's when you came into my life. <laughs> yeah, which was so amazing. And, and I love that, you know, specifically what you said around the impact, right? I think a lot of women are out there in their businesses wanting to have more impact. And I think, you know, we do have a lot of impact working one-on-one and we do have a lot of impact, you know, working in classes or different things. But sometimes we don't always know how to transition so that we have more impact. And like you said, we hit capacity and we're like, we have no more time literally. And yet we want to have a bigger impact in the world. We want to have more of our mission. We want to reach more people. 
And I think that's the, that's the really interesting piece and in such a great catalyst. Cause I think a lot of women feel that way. They really want to transition and, and find a way to reach more people. Yeah. And I reckon the only way to really do it is to take a step back. And I just don't believe that you can do that without the support of, you know, someone like yourself, Sonia, who can take a real look at your whole business and actually make you sit down and write everything that you're doing. Because you don't realize how much you're really doing until you take a seat back and then you write it all down and you give it to someone else and they can finally tell you, no, wait there, this is way too much. We can simplify this because you're just in the midst of it all and going and, you know, you just got to keep going and keep the momentum going because if you stop, it's all going to come crashing down. So, um, yeah, having someone to support you through that is just so important because I just felt like I couldn't see, you know, what, how much I was doing and what I could get rid of and what my real mission needed to be in order to have space for myself space for the lifestyle I wanted to live but reach um more children and have a bigger impact yeah look and I think that's so good because I often talk about you know there's there's two things that are really helpful in having an outside perspective one is that just objective viewpoint to be able to look at something without the emotional ties without sort of the attachment and be able to see that big picture and I think, you know, that's the other thing is that, it, that you mentioned, which I think is really great, is there are those of us who are able to look at someone's business and really help them simplify it. Because I think that so many people are operating too complex a business. They're doing a lot of things that they think they have to, but it's a waste of time. And that's what I could see right away with your businesses. There were all these ways that we could leverage time. And that you could simplify what you're doing and things you could cut out dramatically so that you didn't have yeah. to even do them anymore. And so, like, do you feel like you have so much more space back? Oh, my gosh. And yes, just totally. And space. The first thing to hit me was space in my head. So I wasn't mm. sleeping at night because I was running through all the million of things that I needed to do the next day. But I was teaching throughout the day, so I'd have to do them in the evening. Mm. Um, and the first thing when we simplified everything was I had space in my head and I started sleeping. And it was just incredible. I just felt like this big relief was off my shoulder because someone else had told me, no, it's okay, we can simplify this. You know, this is this is a great path that we can go down. So yeah, having that that support and someone else tell you it's okay was what I definitely needed to hear and the <laughs> space in my mind and now I've got space during my day I mean it's just it's just been incredible and I feel like I'm making more impact doing less work which seems you know completely crazy but it's true <laughs> I love that. I love it. And I think, you know, yeah, that's, we don't realize sometimes that we can have so much more impact for less time and less effort and more space, you know, and so it's totally doable, everyone. It really, really is. It really is. And trust me, if I had been telling myself this, you know, last year, I would have been going, no, you need to add more things. You need to do a blog. You need to write a book. You need to be doing Facebook every single day. Um, you need to have competitions. And now I'm like, no, you don't need any of that. <laughs> yeah. And look, I love how you mentioned the space in your head. I think sometimes we take that for granted. You know, like we, we work to create space and time in our schedules, but mm. we, we don't always look at like sometimes our mind, especially as business owners, is still going and going and going and going and going. And that space in our mind is so key. <laughs> 
Oh, and that leads me back to being mindful. I can be present with my daughter now. Um, I know I have her on Fridays and I can totally 100% dedicate my day to her. I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not writing any updates. I'm not thinking while I'm out with her, oh, yeah, let's do this activity so I can get that up on Facebook. Like I constantly was just thinking about my business. Mm. And now I know I've got the space Fridays. I just don't even need to think about work. And that, for me, has changed my whole family's life, um, which has just been amazing. And I'm happier and being present and being mindful with her and preach, doing what I preach or whatever the saying is. <laughs> <laughs> Practice what you preach. I love yeah, it. I love it. And that's so good. I mean, I think, you know, so many people are always looking at, you know, what's the return on investment in a coaching program or what's the return on investment in your business when you're doing all of these things. And, and you know, we say that we want things to be better for our family, but sometimes that's kind of the last thing we focus on, right? We focus on growing the business and getting more clients and having more impact and, and having more money. And, and I think it's just so good to really hear how it changes the lives of our families when we're able to, you know, shift and change our business. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Cause when you're at full capacity and you feel like you're not making an impact, you know, you're, I was just really exhausted and fed up um, and just not happy. And it does affect your whole family. So then when my husband, you know, sees me now and sees what I'm doing and then we can go out for a lunch day every week, you know, our whole family has just, has just completely changed around. And, you know, and I know I've got capacity to grow a little bit bigger, but I'm taking it a lot slower now because I know <laughs> that I need to use this time and this space wisely and grow slower. That's another key thing I've learned because when I quit my job and, and started teaching yoga, I was just like, well, I have to fill every single day possible with as many classes as possible to make enough money um but now my mindset's completely changed on that and you need to become sustainable and then grow sustainable Sonia what you've taught me sustainable and then grow a little bit sustainable <laughs> then grow a little bit um and to me that just feels so calming and so natural and it just feels so good and you go with the flow more so yeah we'll be we're doing, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And and do you feel like one of the things I think that's really interesting, and I see this a lot in, you know, the women I coach, do you find that it's actually hard? Like once we have the space, because I find it's hard for me as well. Like, is mm. it hard to really embrace it and accept it? Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's one of the hardest things I found because um I am a doer and I constantly am on move. Ever since I started, like I started working at the age of 14 and I just love work, um, you know, and I give 100% to everything I work on. So for me, when I, when I had this space, as you know, Sonia, I was like, okay, I've got some time to myself, but, you know, I feel like I should be working and, <laughs> and doing a hundred things, but actually that's not as productive as sitting back, listening to what my gut is telling me and slowing down and making things grow slowly. So space is a, it was a very, and still is a very strange concept because I'm not very good at sitting still or calming down or listening to my gut. And um, I'm used to being on the go the whole time. So I think it's trusting yourself. I think that's what we spoke about, about didn't we, Sonia? Yeah. Trusting yourself that you can slow down. And when you need to, you can build that momentum back up again. 
And for me, that's been a real learning curve. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I hear a lot of my clients say that they're afraid that if they slow down, they won't be able to get back up, right? They won't be able to get that momentum back up. And I find that so interesting. What's your experience with that? Like, did you also have kind of that thinking? Oh, without a doubt. And it's still in my mind today um, because I was so, so busy and now I've got so much more time I'm thinking I'm never going to be able to get up to the stage that I was but then I remind myself I don't need to be that busy again Mm. because I'm having a bigger impact doing less and I just need to keep that in the forefront of my mind Um, and it's just making sure your whole life is balanced together as well so you know it's having your child one day or doing the school pickup is part of your everyday life is part of the business, not segregating them into different like pockets. Yes. Yes. That's so good, Catherine. Cause I feel like that, you know, no matter what, like we so often don't want to do it, but I know that I've been guilty of that as well. It's, it's mm. sometimes we start to segregate, okay, here is my business time and that is my family time or here is my business days. And that is like family days. And, you know, it's like, we're always trying to sort of segment our lives, but I don't think women work that way. But yeah. I also think we really have to learn a different way if we're going to balance. Like it's not the typical business way that most people are teaching, right? Well, yes, you know, you're used to, we've all been to the nine to five or are currently in the nine to five. um, And that's what I've always been used to. So when you are your own boss and you can change that and you can create that flexibility, um, it's so empowering for yourself. Like yesterday, um, my husband also works from home. So he, um, he runs, he has his own business and he was like, darling, I really need to work today. He normally has my daughter um, on Tuesdays. And I said, no problem. I'll, I'll swap days with you. And I could just have the day with her yesterday. Um, you know, so it's incredible being able to have that flexibility and that fluidness, um, knowing that you can reallocate your times as and when you need to. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What do you think is one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far being in the Women in the Arena program? Oh, my gosh. There's just too many. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many. I, I think for me, it's, it was just the, the transition from mm. going from being at full capacity, um, knowing that's not sustainable, and then hitting a wall and panicking, thinking I'm going to have to go back to my nine to five because I can't carry this on you know, leaving my big dream behind me. Um, and then stopping and having you as that mentor to teach me that, no, you can still live your life purpose and there is a way to change it around and to slow things down and to create that space and to do le- uh, to do less and have more impact. That's just been life-changing for me. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think that is something that all of us need to constantly evaluate, you know, how can we have more impact with less effort and less time and less energy um, and less investment in the business? And there's that streamlining component. You know, there's always so many things I think that we can do, but yeah, sometimes it takes someone outside of yourself to be able to look at it and say, this is where you're wasting time because I think we get so caught up in the day-to-day and then we struggle to sort of see the big picture. Yeah, and I was really struggling to see the big picture and how I could turn it around. I just didn't even think that was a possibility. 
Um, and yeah, that to-do list. I've dropped my to-do list. Yay! I mean, I do have admin Mondays where I do have my <laughs> list of admin stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, the rest of the week, um, I think I've, I've really learned how to feel into what I should be doing that day. So connecting with my target audience, doing self-care. Um, you know, I've really learned to go with my intuition and um, making sure that I have self-care, self-care and my mindfulness practice every day as well, which can, you know, often be neglected when you're just in the thick of it. Yes. And I think that's so important. And I mean, I am such a proponent for everyone having a self-care practice, everyone having a mindfulness practice, whatever that looks like, because it, it, it changes everything. It allows us to be so much more present and capable and to have more capacity, even in our mind. Uh, it's, it's yeah, really amazing. And then we have it, the kids have it too. That's right. (laughs) Down. And, you know, sometimes my daughter will join my mindfulness practice or we'll do a little session of our own you know get the yoga mats out and that's all it is five ten minutes to help teach them the benefits so they start just growing up with it as a natural part of their lives instead of having to learn to do it when we're older yeah look and that's the you know that is the beautiful thing if we can start early and being able to have these practices and I think especially because we're combating you know the the internet and the uh, mm-hmm. the technology and the social media and all of those things that the earlier that we can learn the better you know so you are totally contributing to you know the care of our beautiful little people. <laughs> Thank you. I just love it and feel incredibly lucky that um, this is what I do. I wake up every morning thinking, you know, I know I'm making a difference. And um, I feel so lucky to be reaching out to all these amazing preschools and all these amazing children. I know. It's so great. And did you find, was there anything, um, did you ever feel sort of hesitant or was there any fears you had before you started the program? Um. No, no, not at all, actually, because I knew um, I knew I needed it. Uh, I think probably the only thing was I'm used to doing everything myself. So <laughs> taking advice um, from someone else maybe was the hardest thing. Mm. But I just I just knew something's got to change and I, I can't I can't do it myself. And, you know, we've got partners and we've got friends and they can offer us advice. But sometimes it's not the right advice or they don't really then they don't really understand where we're coming from and you need that person who's got that experience to look at your business from a whole so no it was just a real natural progression for me actually um and I just feel incredibly lucky that uh with you Sonia just everything fits everything fitted so well and um you're just so incredible and all the services that you offer it just it fitted so well with what I do um just this total natural progression and I've loved every minute. Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful. And, and look, I do think it's great as well. Cause I do think it's such a good fit because, you know, we do talk a lot about mindfulness in the program and, you know, we do talk about space and presence and simplicity. And, and I think that's exactly what you're, you know, helping these women. And now, you know, all of these childcare providers, you're mm. helping them to really, 
stop and take assessment of where they're at and, and self-regulate and self-care. I mean, just the, the ripple effect that that's going to have on the children that they serve and the school that they're in, you know, I think that's truly amazing. Yeah. And you know what? It's so crazy. Like I asked at the beginning of my program, who, who, you know, who does self-care, who really knows what self-care is and no one puts their hand up. Um, you know, or maybe I shouldn't be surprised because women always tend to put themselves last. Um, we're always at the end of the list. So, you know, a couple of women have just said to me afterwards, after they finished the program, look, I'm a better mother as well as a better educator and a better person because I've now got all these mindfulness skills that I can pass on to my family as well as the children that I teach during the day. And I've developed my own mindfulness practice. Um, and sometimes it just takes someone, so you know, something so simple like me telling them that it's okay to take that time for themselves. Because, you know, no one else is going to tell you. I know. That's why you have to do it yourself. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. That permission piece is so yes. interesting. And I find yeah. that women in particular, we struggle with feeling like we have permission to take care of ourselves. Mm. Right? Oh. And, you know, I, you know, you always expect someone else to say, you know, especially maybe a partner to say, oh, go on, go and have a massage or, um, you know, or something like that. But you need to take it on and do it yourself because if you don't, then it just gets put to the bottom of the list. So I, yeah, I make all my educators do something lovely for themselves every week, whether that's a bath, a glass of wine and bubbles and no kids toys in there. Um, or whether it's a walk by themselves on the beach, but they all have to do something lovely for themselves as well as their daily 15-minute um, mindfulness and yoga practice. And you can just see them blossoming and feeling calmer and just become different people by the end of the program, which I just feel so lucky that I can I can pass that on and so grateful that I've been taught that by you, Sonia, and by um, you know the skills I learned when becoming a kids' yoga teacher. So I just want to spread it to everyone, as many people as possible. <laughs> yes. Well, that's our mission. That's definitely yes. what we're working on. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And if you could sort of give one tip or one sort of uh, perspective to all the women in business listening to this, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Um, what would it be? I think it would be to look after yourself. You can't be the best version of yourself unless you put yourself at the front, but, you know, unless you put yourself at the top of the list. I just think, you know, you've got to look after yourself because when you look after yourself, everything else flows. Oh, so true. That's so true. That's a perfect place to end this episode. So thank you for joining me. It was very exciting having you on. I'm so thankful to be working with you. And I hope all the listeners enjoyed this shift and change in the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, 
strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.